Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the Sports Zone with your host, Bob Kemp. That ball is belted toward the right field foul pole. And it's going to stay fair and gone. J.P. Crawford is ninth, and it's 3-0 Mariners. Seattle is all over Merrill Kelly early in this one. And that's your ball game. Diamondbacks dropped to 56 and 50 on the year. Second time this season they've been shut out, and they have matched the season low with only three hits. They had one runner reach second base all afternoon. Yeah, and unfortunately, their home record drops to 500 once again. They're six games over on the road, but dead even 500 here at home. That's got to change. Although with the trade deadline coming up, who knows what's going to happen and whether there might be a, an opening on the pitching staff, because I'll bet you Bartolo would take them up on it if they offered. The 1-2, swung on and missed strike three, a breaking ball. The pitch in the dirt, picked up by Alvarez, throws to first to complete the strikeout. One man away, and that's the third time tonight that Lane Thomas has punched out. Seven strikeouts now for Scherzer. Pressure coming. McCoy rush, floats it out to Connor. Blockers in front, first down and more. Connor turning on the speed, looking over his shoulder. Nobody's going to catch him. It's a touchdown. 45 yards for James Conner. Third time today that he's found the end zone and the Cardinals stretch the lead. Play here. It's first and goal. Lawrence looking for his second rushing touchdown, and he's got it. Second of the day for Trevor Lawrence. And what a drive out of halftime by Doug Peterson and the Jaguars. Coming in the season with only 300 or so snaps. Play clock down to three. They get it to Taylor. And Taylor into the end zone. Spinning. Touchdown, Colts. Fumble recovered by the Colts. And then Jonathan Taylor from two yards took care of the rest. And bootleg means fake it. And go over and same thing here. They hand it off right up the middle. Barniak is the fullback. It's Elliott. Into the end zone for the game's first touchdown. Dallas took just three minutes and change. To go the 82 yards. Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports zone guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. And welcome to the Monday, July 31st edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7, the Diamondbacks, should they not be buyers? The Rangers, are they the best in the AL with Max Scherzer? The Cardinals, what's your biggest question? The NFL, what stood out during a welcome back weekend? More running backs. What team would be the best fit for Jonathan Taylor? And should the Patriots sign Zeke Elliott? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we'll have the introduction to today's pipeline. At 9.15 or so, the uh, last, or our last at least, uh, MLB trade deadline preview uh, with uh, Bob Nightingale from USA Today. In 9.30 or so, to be interactive action, 602-260-1060. 
and also the local roundup. That'll include, unfortunately, yet another Diamondbacks losing series, this time losing two out of three at home to the Mariners. Then the final segment of the sports zone will be the national roundup. That'll be topped by from the scoreboard and the little football, uh, football and basketball, even basketball, and some baseball anecdotes from the weekend. Uh, then after the sports zone from 10 to noon is the extra point hosted by Kale. That includes more phone call time, among other things. On the pipeline we go. Time for today's Pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is, should the uh, fading Diamondbacks not be buyers before Tuesday's trade deadline? And Kayla is here and has the early returns. That I do. Yes, leading the way. 67% of the vote, no trailing at 33%. It's been a disastrous month for the Diamondbacks. In July, they began July on July the first. In fact, they were 50 and 34. They were in first place, three games ahead of the Dodgers atop the National League West. Here we are at the uh, final day of July. Since that July first date, when they were 50 and 34, they are 16, uh, six and 16, and they're now not even a National League wild card team at this point. In addition to the poll question, what is your what's the biggest reason, in your opinion, the Diamondbacks have been? Quite frankly, let's let's face it, why have they been so bad in the month of July? Today's Twitter poll question: Will the Rangers win the American League after adding Max Scherzer and Kayla? What's going on here? We're in a 50-50 split between yes and no. This is on Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. The first place Rangers, in addition to adding Scherzer on Saturday, added two more pitchers on Sunday from the Cardinals, starter Jordan Montgomery and also relief pitcher Chris Stan- uh, Stratton. Excuse me, Stratton. Uh, in addition to the uh, Twitter poll question, anything MLB trade deadline strongly encouraged discussion. Meanwhile, on the local front, the Cardinals uh, put on the pads today after four days of uh, you know shorts and shells and so forth. Uh, it's time to find out today whether they can actually who who can play football on this team with pads on. What is the your biggest question regarding the Cardinals heading into the season? Meanwhile, spanning the globe, welcome back weekend in the NFL. That is over. If you're listening to this show, I am guessing that you watch at least some of the NFL weekend either on NFL Network, uh, NFL Plus or ESPN. So what stood out during the NFL? Welcome back weekend. Meanwhile, running backs continue to really kind of steal the headlines. The Colts' Jonathan Taylor is requested a trade by the Colts, while Zeke Elliott met with the Patriots, uh, who have a grand total of five running backs on their roster. They have 90 players. They have five running backs listed on their current roster. What team would be a good fit for Jonathan Taylor? And should the Patriots sign Zeke Elliott? Also, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? That's the pipeline for today. We'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else in your mind falls into the general discussion categories, whether it is from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. 
If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the talk, uh, target, he tried to say. Target, that's a uh, you know, place up the street from where I live, Target. Uh, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That'll be followed by our last... Uh, our last pre-MLB trade deadline preview uh, with Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Once again, bottom of the hour to be phone call time. General discussion at that point, 602-260-1060. Pipeline topic or something else on your mind, sports-related, but it better be good if it's not included in the pipeline. Sort of kidding there. Also, at the bottom of the hour, uh, another Diamondbacks lose another series, as we mentioned. They lost two out of three at home to the Mariners. We'll have some analysis from uh, what was a quiet, uh, certainly offensively quiet series, and quite frankly, month for the Diamondbacks offense. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUSAM 1060 and Castlex HD2 100.7. Now time in your afternoon for the Doug Gottlieb Show, right here on KDUS AM 1060, 100.7 HD2, and KDUS1060.com. Weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLX HD2 100.7. You're home to the Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. Tuesday is the MLB trade deadline. Uh, out to the uh, KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined in the sports zone by Bob Nightingale of USA Today. And, Bob, always good to have you on the show. Thanks for making time, especially uh, in this next uh, 48 hours or so. Uh, I'm sure you're, uh, you're in hot demand all the time, but especially at this time of the year. So thanks for joining us. The Diamondbacks completing an awful July. They were first in the NL West. Uh, NL West excuse me. They're not even a wild card team as uh, we enter the final day of July. Does this alter Mike Hazen's approach? Approach? What might they do? What What should they do? Well, I don't think you can be, you know, a uh, you know ultra aggressive anymore. I, I wasn't sure if that was a smart move anyway. But now, you know, you like to do something at least small just to show that. Yeah, you're trying to win. You're trying to stay in the uh, wild card race. But at this point, you're talking about hey, you're not going to win the division. If you get in, you're not going to have a you know not going to have any home games that first round. So you know how much is actually worth it? You know to really uh, you know go you know trade trade much at all. I know they tried you know talked about you know David Bednar and those guys, but you know to trade to get like you know, like Bednar, you're going to have to give up you know one yeah. or two of your top prospects. Uh, you know that's not going to happen. So what happened to them in July? Uh, you know, they're six and sixteen. Uh, did they just overachieve March through June? And Bob just dropped. Okay, we're going to try to catch up with Bob here in a second. So obviously, uh, the question is, you know, what happened to them in the month of uh, June? You can kind of look at everything. You know, their offensive numbers are down. Some of their key performers. Uh, have not performed at a particularly high well, uh, high level. You know, Carroll and Marte have been good. Walker was awful for the first part of the month. He's actually had some good moments here of late. 
and uh, Marte has been very good. But uh, so, Bob, did they just the Diamondbacks just did they overachieve March through June, or you know, is there more of a simple explanation to that? No, I agree. Uh, I, I think they overachieved the first uh, half of the season, or at least the first uh, three months. You know, realistically, you know, they were a year away, uh, and they're still a year away. Just you know, with that pitching, you know, you can't go in with that two two and a half starting uh, pitchers. Uh, a shaky bullpen, you know, no closer whatsoever, and expect to, uh, you know, you know, win the NL West. Uh, the NL's down, you know, uh, this year. But that being said, you know, now you're trying to squeeze in as a wild card. That's why, you know, I would think that the safe thing to do would be, you know, make a minor move. You should show the, you know, show the players you're trying. And then, you know, really, you know, next year, if you want to be aggressive, do so. But they need another, you know, big-time starter. And they certainly need a closer. All right, so let's hit the biggest individual story. Obviously, Shohei Otani staying. The, the Angels have added Giolito, Grichik, Crone over the last week. But they also just started a ridiculous eight-series schedule in which they lost two out of three over the weekend at Toronto. Did the Angels misplay the market? And uh, is there any chance they actually can resign Otani at the end of the season? Well, there is, and that's why they made this move. I remember talking to, uh, you know, Perry Menez and their GM all along and Artem Reno up in Cooperstown, and it's like, you know, he was never on the market. You know, they kept saying, we're not trading, we're not trading, and just nobody wanted to believe him. I think it's absolutely the right move. Uh, you know, there's no way you're going to uh, be able to sign him if you trade him away, and the best way to keep him is uh, by making the playoffs, at least a playoff run, and they're certainly doing everything possible. You know, to make that happen, at least give them a fighting chance. So they do that. At least if they stay in the race, they got a chance to keep Otani. I mean, hey, they kept Mike Trout. Uh, it's a comfortable place to play. Uh, you know, uh, easy media pressure, fan pressure, everything else. So uh, I think they have a, a lot better chance than people think. Uh, I know everybody says, well, he's going to Dodgers. You know, we'll see. Uh, but, but they got a chance for sure. Texas added Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery. How good is Scherzer at this age? And uh, um, he just doesn't seem to throw an effective slider anymore. Are those days just kind of gone? I'm not sure. You know, he got caught with the sticky stuff, and I think that's been an adjustment. He might not be able to, you know, use that kind of stuff. Uh, otherwise, you know, I think it's going to get, you know, uh, rejuvenated there in, in Texas. Now he's with his old pitching coach, too, uh, Mike Maddox. They were – you know, together with the uh, Washington Nationals. So they got them for nothing. I mean, they're, you know, the uh, Mets threw in $36.5 million. So pretty much they're paying for his entire contract, you know, for free next year. You know, you give up a, uh, you know, their number three prospect, and Ronald Coonan's little brother. But unless he's a whole lot better than uh, his, his big brother, you know, it was an absolute no-brainer as the steal of the deal. So Justin, uh, Justin Verlander, He's actually been better than Scherzer this season. Certainly of late, he's been better. Is Verlander next out the door in New York? And obviously, he also has a no-trade clause. So how does that work? I think he is out the door. Uh, you know, if you're going to trade Scherzer, keep on going. Uh, you know, I, I bet they trade Pete Alonso in the offseason. So I, I think they want a, uh, uh, you know, a, a fresh slate, clean slate. For the new you know, president charge, which is going to be David Stearns. Uh, for all we know, David Stearns has his yeah. imprints on these moves uh, to run the show. But I think they're going to keep cleaning house here. 
So I know, yeah, they don't, you know, keep reading in New York. They don't expect him to be traded. I fully expect him to be traded. I think he's going to the Astros or the Dodgers. Are you surprised that Steve Cohen has agreed to wave the white flag here? Yeah, I am. You know, I mean, not are just all about trading prospects. It's like, you know, he found out in a hurry that money can't be, uh, buy a championship. So now he's just buying, uh, you know, spending crazy money just buying prospects. Uh, you know, even that deal with the Escobar, you know, they, you know, paid his way. And just just little things are paying way so much in, in trades are turning down. So you watch. When they trade Verlander, they'll be eating over $50 million of that deal, you know, because Verlander has an option in uh, – in 2025. So, yeah, I think it's a rude awakening to the baseball business. And I think 29 other owners in baseball are, are loving this. That, hey, you know, the yeah. uh, the money can't buy you that. Where the Players Association is saying, uh-oh, you know, when you have teams like the Padres, the Mets, and the Yankees uh, all in danger of not making the playoffs, other owners can say, see, you, you don't have to spend big money. You can make mm. it. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, currently in the sports zone. Nolan Arenado, uh, the Cardinals are saying, will not be traded. Did he want to go to the Dodgers and the Cardinals? Are they making a mistake by apparently not even asking him whether he'd like to waive the no-trade clause to go to the Dodgers? Well, he would certainly go to the Dodgers. It's a hometown. He's always wanted to be a Dodger. So that, that was a no-brainer. I'm not, I'm not sure he'd go anywhere else, uh, but the Dodgers, Dodgers for sure. Uh, you know, I think they listen. They just weren't getting blown away. You know, the Dodgers really don't throw a ton of prospects at their trades, you know, whether it's Machado or Darvish, uh, you know, even uh, even Scherzer and, and Turner, you know, wasn't great, great prospects. Uh, so I'm not sure they would have given up, you know, what would it take to get him. I think if they would have, I think it would have been smart for the Cardinals to do so because, you know, you can't buy you can't buy enough free agents uh, this winter in, in pitching, and they need a whole lot of pitching. So I'm sure they listen just, you know, weren't getting what they wanted. Okay, so sticking with the Dodgers for a moment, uh, can their, uh, the, the, can the Dodger magic determine how you know, whether Lance Lynn can you know, keep the ball in the park somehow? Uh, they also got Kiki Hernandez back, Ahmad Rosario. Is, is that enough to compete with, say, the Braves, or what else do the Dodgers need to do before Tuesday afternoon? You would think they'd like to get our starter. If they get Verlander, then I think they're sitting pretty and give them a fighting chance against uh, Atlanta. I still think they win the division. You watch. Lance Lynn will be so much better pitcher in L.A. Yeah. A lot just came Chicago. You know, it's a toxic toxic environment there. Uh, and he's a big game guy, a lot of guts. I mean, you saw him WBC just pitch lights out. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, he was in the Cy Young race. So no, I I think was that, I think that was a great move. I think teams made a mistake by not grabbing Lance Lynn. And I like Rosario. Rosario is a gamer, great fit. You know, I'm not sure about Kiki Hernandez. You know, he did not play well at all in uh, in Boston. You know, hindsight, they should have kept Justin Turner. You know, they would have been much uh, better off yeah. know, giving him that two year deal they wanted to. Uh, you know, want he wanted to stay, and uh, Boston was the only one that gave him that kind of deal. So no, I still think the Dodgers, uh, even what they have, they got to they'll get guys back. You know, particularly Kershaw's coming back at some point. Uh, you know, they get too much star power not to win the division. But it's hard, you know, not it's hard to see anybody in the National League getting past Atlanta. Okay, so back to the Cardinals. They traded Montgomery, Stratton, Jordan Hicks on Sunday. 
Uh, is Jack Flaherty next, and if so, where might he go? Yeah, it's about you know about eighteen still looking for starting pitching. But yeah, Flaherty uh, will be gone for sure. Uh, yeah, they're not bringing him back, and you know there's really no interest in bringing him back as a free agent either. So yeah, they're going to dump him. Listen to guys like Paul DeYoung and Tommy Edmond, that sort of thing. Uh, Dylan Carlson, I think, would be a great pickup for somebody. Uh, kid's only 24 years old. I still think he's got a chance to be an all-star. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're not done moving by any means. The Giants, uh, yeah, they've also moved ahead of the Diamondbacks in July. They begin to start, The Diamondbacks and the Giants began a series in San, in San Francisco tonight. What do you hear about the Giants between now and Tuesday afternoon? You know, they got to do something uh, just to make the playoffs. And, you know, they need to get fans, too. You know, that city's really been ravaged from the uh, pandemic. Uh, tennis is still uh, down there. So you need to get people, keep people excited in September. You know, I know Farhan, you know, Zadie doesn't want to trade uh, in his big time prospect. You don't have to do that, but you do have to make some moves because there's, uh, this team deserves to be, you know, at least in the wild card race, if, if not grab a wild card spot. So I expect him to do something, but more small than big. Okay, let's keep it in the uh, NL West here. The Padres, will they deal Blake Snell and or Josh Hader? And what uh, would they do anything with Juan Soto? Yeah, they're uh, keeping Soto for sure. I think they're keeping all of them now. Uh, they went to the weekend saying, okay, we're going to trade uh, we're going to trade Hader, we're going to trade Snell, they're both for the agent, likely not coming back. Uh, we're telling teams to listen to offers. And then they sweep the Rangers. You know, they sell out three more games. They've had 43 sellouts. Now they're at a point you might as well keep them because, uh, you know, you invested so much money into this team. I mean, they're, except for the Mets, they're losing more money than any team in baseball. Uh, you know, they got the 43 sellout and the TV contract, just like uh, the Diamondbacks. You know, that thing's gone. So, you know, here's their chance. And, uh, you know, to try to rectify things after such a miserable first four months. Uh, and so we'll see. I still don't think they make the playoffs. And I still I still believe if they don't make the playoffs, they're the most underachieving team in, in baseball history. But we might as well give this team a chance now. Okay, the Yankees, Aaron Judge came back over the weekend. Obviously last night did not go well, but they won the first two games in Baltimore. So how's Brian Cashman proceed? I think cautiously, uh, you still want to add, a, you know, just a, a piece or two. You're not going to, uh, you know, anything big. There's really not anything big out there, to tell you the truth. So uh, there's nobody that available. So I think you got to add a couple little pieces and see if they can get in. I still think with Judge back, you know, and Anthony Rizzo, I, I can't believe he'll be this bad all, all year long. He's been a miserable slump since April. So I think they, uh, I still think they somehow – sneak into the wild card race but you know at least at least they got to hang around i mean the yankees you can't give up the orioles and the reds they've both been uh you know aggressive with their younger players uh some of those guys have really produced immediately this year will they address uh, some of their starting pitching issues or both those teams baltimore and cincinnati i know and i'm not crazy about what i'm hearing in baltimore mike elias as well we don't want to blow up the farm system we'll Maybe we'll make a deal. You got to make some deal to help out that team. Because that team's got a chance, as good a chance as anybody to get to the World Series. The way they're playing, you know, I know they're copying the Astro blueprints to a T. 
like, okay, keep the front system, maybe get a free agent or two or some fringe prospects to get some help. Uh, so that, I, I hope to do something. Cincinnati realistically is still a year away, and they can still tell their fans, you know what, we're going to have Hunter Green back uh, here in uh, August. I mean, yeah, August. Uh, Lodello's going to be back in August. Let's, let's go with what we have. The same thing. Got to make at least a minor trade just to uh, appease the clubhouse and give yourself a chance. Because nobody thought to be in this position. I mean, they're they're a full year ahead of uh, schedule, if not if not two years. Trade deadline in Major League Baseball tomorrow afternoon. We're talking with Bob Nightingale from USA Today. The Braves added some pieces over the last few weeks. Uh, will they do anything more, or are they just kind of hoping that a healthy Max Fried, who apparently is going to be back this week, but we heard that a couple weeks ago when the Diamondbacks were there and he didn't come back yet. And, uh, yeah, they still got Kyle Wright, who might come back in September. Are those kind of their you know, you know major additions between now and whenever? I would think they get one more starter and a reliever. Reliever for sure. Uh, I'm sure they're in on Jack Flaherty, see what they can do there. Uh, maybe they can uh, grab another bench piece. And they're in a position where, you know, they're going to win the division. So, you know, whatever piece they have, if it's Flaherty, okay, is he going to pitch in the road, playoff rotation? Is he going to win their number three or number four starter? I'm not sure about that. <clears throat> so a bullpen piece may more, make more sense. And someone, you know, maybe an outfielder to help off the bench. Maybe a, uh, a Tommy fan just to give him a uh, boost as a uh, you know, third, fourth outfielder. But, yeah, knowing uh, Alex and Topless, yeah, there's no way they're done. I mean, they're, they're trying to you know, get it so they win the World Series. Uh, not, not the playoffs, but the World Series. Okay, you mentioned the White Sox, a toxic situation. Giolito, Lynn, Joe Kelly already gone. Uh, Dylan Cease and Tim Anderson, might they be dealt in the next uh, few hours here? Uh, not Cease. Uh, they still want to win in 2024. The only way Cease should be moved is almost like if they, uh, someone just you know, panicked and gave them everything they wanted and so they can still compete in 24. So Cease is staying put. Anderson's trade value is plummeting, so I don't know. You know, he's got a $14 million club option next year, which I'm sure the White Sox will pick up reluctantly. But he's played so poorly, uh, you know, when the Dodgers don't have interest in you and they need the short stuff, it tells you something. So I'm not wow. hearing his name at all. All right, the other side of Chicago, the south side, uh, excuse me, the north side. I'll get this right. I live there. I should know better. Uh, the Cubs are uh, apparently on the fence uh, will they and should they trade, you know, Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman are free agents at the end of the year? I guess they're staying. They're staying. I mean, it's almost like because of the fans and everything else, they won eight straight. They don't want to. They want to sell. Uh, Jed Hoyer. This is killing Jed Hoyer in the front office because they're hoping to get some valuable pieces for both of them. But now when you you know you're winning like that, you're within what three four games. You can't you can't give up. I mean, the, the fans are go ballistic. So, you know, at least you can get a couple draft picks from them uh, when they leave. But they got, yeah, you got no choice but to keep them now just with that winning streak. And it, it was against bad teams, too, like the White Sox. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, soft, soft schedule. But PR-wise, everything else, you're so close. You can't, uh, you just can't alienate the fan base. Like, okay, we're surrendering, we're in the race. I just think people go ballistic there. 
Yeah, the winning streaks, two series against the Cardinals, one against the White Sox, and one against the Nationals. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> right. you know, they, did, they didn't watch the previous, like, two months when they were, like, yeah. below average. All right. Last I up, it's, I want to ask about uh, – yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I just say, yes, the front office is worse. They finally started to win, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Okay, last up, the Tigers. Eduardo Rodriguez, Michael Lorenz, and I think that those could be some uh, guys that would help to other, other teams. Yeah, they'll definitely be moved. I mean, right now, because there's so few pieces available, they got a real high price on both of them, but they, they will be moved. I, I think what we're going to see is a uh, not much movement at all today. Uh, Bob, but then tomorrow, just a uh, frenzy. Yeah, you know, not big name. You know, Berlin will be the only big name. Uh, but yeah, just with teams saying, okay, at some point, you got to drop your price, or at some point, someone's going to panic and say, okay, I'll, I'll meet your price. So I think with both those guys, will be traded, you know, somewhere in the last hour of the trade deadline, which is, uh, you know, three o'clock our time. All right, Bob. I'm pretty sure nobody got traded while we were doing this, so I was afraid of that. So I think we're good there. <laughs> okay. Thank, thanks, Bob. I appreciate it as always. Have fun. All right. Take care. Thanks, Bob. Bob Nightingale of USA Today. I was my biggest fear for the last you know, 15 minutes here that somebody's going to get dealt or somebody we just talked about is gone. And I don't think that's happened. I got my little text alert thing going and I got my TV going and I haven't seen anything. So. I think we made it through that segment. Now, trade away, people. I'm, I'm done with the trade deadline preview. All right, next segment, there'll be phone call time, 602-260-1060. 602-260-1060, and also the local roundup. That includes some analysis of the Diamondbacks' dismal weekend against the Mariners. Also, I've listened to uh, now four days of training camp press conferences from the Cardinals. Uh, a, few things, a couple things have stood out to me, and uh, we'll point those out. Also in the next segment, but uh, if you want to get in phone call-wise, feel free to interrupt at any point. 602-260-1060, it is general discussion. 602-260-1060, don't forget the extra point. Hosted by Kayla coming up uh, from 10 to noon at that point. Uh, among other things, we'll have more phone call time. Same phone number, 602-260-1060. How about that? You know, we don't have one phone number for the sports zone and then another phone number for the extra point. It's the same number, 602-260-1060. Listen to rewards for you with the KQS 1060 app. Download today to hear all of the national and local shows you love. That's the KTUS 1060 app. It's time for today's local roundup. Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cancel HD 2 100.7. If you'd like to jump aboard, it's also phone call time 602-260-1060, 602-260-1060. On to the local roundup we go on the Cardinals. Uh, they put on the pads today for the first time in the uh, Jonathan Gannon era. Gannon, when asked on Saturday, said, quote, certain things show up when you put the pads on. End of quote. Uh, I totally agree with that. And I don't really pay much attention to what anything anybody says, even though I watched a lot of this NFL stuff over the weekend. You know, when they're out there in shorts, I don't pay any attention to anything I hear in the offseason unless somebody gets hurt. It's only a negative thing that I pay attention to or negative things I pay attention to in the offseason. And really the first three or four days of camp, unfortunately, 
first three or four games, three or uh, first three and four, uh, three or four days of camp around the league. There's been unfortunately many many injuries. Those things I pay attention to. But anyway, they put pads on today, and uh, especially for the Cardinals with questions uh, on the offensive line. I think they've got people. They just got to figure out who's going to play where. And then the defensive line, especially the down defensive linemen, where I don't know if they have very many good people. I think that those would be things that are really your major questions and they need to be decided. Or maybe they just don't have good uh, good enough players to really make a difference. But uh, certainly the Cardinals putting on pads, I think, is a bigger deal than probably several other teams or most other teams. Also, after listening to Gannon press conferences, really, quite frankly, over the last six months since he got the job, uh, he has really emphasized the importance of practicing, which immediately makes me wonder, maybe that's another reason why DeAndre Hopkins isn't here anymore. Anyway, for instance, on Saturday, Gannon talked about, quote, practicing the right way, end of quote, Reminded me of Larry Brown, the NBA, former NBA coach, who was all into about practicing the wrong way, and that obviously escalated into the Allen Iverson practice you know, tirade in the press conference that one, t- one year and so forth. When asked about what he's expecting out of his quarterbacks, Gannon uh, quickly responded, command and production – uh, by the way, now starting quarterback uh, Colt McCoy, not throwing every day in practice. That's not surprising, uh, considering his age. You know, it's kind of a you know, kind of a pitch count type of thing uh, that many teams do, not just with veteran quarterbacks, but with their starting quarterback. You don't want to have him throw too much early in the uh, camp or you know any time. In, you know, an abundance of throws over camp is usually not the best idea. Speaking of quarterbacks, Kyler Murray met and held a local press conference, to my knowledge, to the first time since he suffered the knee injury. Uh, That included the most profanity of any local press conference I've heard of any player or coach since Bruce Arians was the head coach of the Cardinals back in the day. Uh, If we were actually playing the press conference, it would be the Bleep Festival, basically. Uh, Murray... Uh, who is obviously not participating coming off the ACL injury uh, from early December of last year. He would not place a timetable on his return. And for now, he mentioned that he's been taking mental reps, which is what you would expect at this point, uh, considering his situation. Meanwhile, Murray did say that there's much more verbiage to the offense now uh, and uh, also said that the players are more accountable that's his word, uh, not mine, uh, more accountable under Gannon. And that caught my attention because being accountable, not exactly what uh, at least I've kind of uh, assessed, has not been a Kyler Murray stre- uh, strength in his first, uh, you know, in, in, his, in his years here as the Cardinals starting quarterback. Also, speaking for the first time in the offseason or since the offseason or since the end of last season, uh, with the local media, Buda Baker, who's in his seventh season with the Cardinals. I didn't quite realize he'd been here for that long, but his seventh season and his fourth different coaching staff. He talked on Saturday. Baker, uh, who, of course, reportedly asked for a trade during the offseason, said that he is happy and that he is all in. Uh, and the, also said that the, the new leadership group here, uh, is, uh, quote, developing a great culture here, 
it sounded like a pretty happy Buda Baker uh, during that listening to that press conference from the weekend. Two other topics that I've noticed with frequency uh, from camp thus far. Uh, the quarterback, and uh, we heard a little bit about this during the mini camps also and the OTAs and whatever, uh, the offseason. Uh, the quarterback under center with frequency. That's needless to say a huge change from the Cliff Kingsbury era. And apparently players are being fined if they're like seconds or minutes late for a team meeting, which apparently was not happening in the past when somebody was fined for a meeting. It seemed like there have been multiple players who have brought this up uh, during their press conferences in the last four days since training camp has started. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks, not a good July. They resulted, quite frankly, and resembled a sinking ship in the month of July. On July 1st, the Diamondbacks were 50-34. and 34. They were in first place in the National League West. There were three games ahead of the Dodgers. Since then, the Diamondbacks are 6-16 and 16 and not even, a, not even a National League wildcard team at this point. They lost another series at home. Uh, in fact, they're now back to 500 at home for the season, 28-28, uh, and 28, uh, after losing two out of three to the Mariners over the weekend. Uh, and actually, they're lucky that they won any of those games. They rallied for a run in the bottom of the eighth inning on Saturday to win that game 4-3. to three. The uh, late, uh, you know, the, the, the three-game weekend series, it just started horribly on Friday night. Tommy Henry had a 28-pitch first inning on Friday night. Four of the first five Mariners that uh, you know, went to home plate to hit, they reached base and scored. Uh, the Diamondbacks end up losing that game 5-2. Henry was placed on the 15-day injured list the next day with right elbow inflammation. On Saturday, the Diamondbacks actually took the lead in the eighth inning in the game that they won when Dominic Fletcher, who should be playing every day and is, I think, not a much better player than Jake McCarthy, but he's a better player than Jake McCarthy. He should be playing ahead of Jake McCarthy on a regular basis. And it seems like he kind of has been the last few days here. But anyway, Fletcher uh, delivered what turned out to be the game-winning hit in the eighth inning of that game. Uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, one of their few, maybe their only lead. I didn't look this up, my bad. Uh, that might have been their only lead the entire series uh, when they took the lead in the bottom of the eighth inning. And they were actually really lucky to win that game and hold on the ninth. And they would not have if it weren't for Carson Kelly and some phenomenal catching skills. He saved the game three different times with pitches in the dirt that he blocked. They had a one-run lead, and the tying run was on third base. Then three different times, whether you know, it didn't really, it didn't matter whether it was McGuff or uh, or uh, you know, whoever was, whoever was pitching in the ninth inning. It didn't matter. Uh, Chafin and McGuff both threw pitches in the dirt. Uh, three different times, Carson Kelly, you know, blocked pitches that would have, uh, if any of those get by, it's a tie game at that point. Uh, so uh, not good there. Uh, but he was tremendous, and that really helped them. Also, the Diamondbacks uh, reinstated Cole Seltzer, who they signed in the offseason. He's not pitched this season. He's been on the 60-day injured list with a strained right shoulder. They uh, activated him when they put Henry on the injured list, and they placed Evan Longoria on the injured list and recalled Josh Rojas, who should not be a Major League Baseball starter in any position. 
Uh, I assume that Rivera is going to get the majority of the time at third base. Uh, but uh, Rojas is just a you know, guy that should be playing here and there. I think he's good enough to be in the major leagues, but he should not be a everyday starter in the major leagues. All right, the Diamondbacks tonight begin a four-game series at San Francisco. San Francisco won two out of three over the weekend against the Red Sox. So as far as the National League goes, then this is not the first time this has happened this season. Uh, you know, the top three teams – that would be the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Diamondbacks. None of them have won more than four games in their last ten. The Dodgers four and uh, four and six in the last ten, and they've got injury issues with Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez now. The Giants have won six out of ten, even after they won two out of three over the weekend. The Diamondbacks have now lost eight of their last ten games. As far as the National League wild card goes. Yeah, the three division leaders are Atlanta, Cincinnati, and the Dodgers. Next up would be the three wild card teams, which right now are San Francisco with 48 losses, Milwaukee with 49 losses, and Miami uh, with 49 losses. Then Philadelphia also has 49 losses. The Phillies, uh, you know, just gave away a game, totally gave away a game on the to the Pirates on Sunday, and ended up losing that game. The Diamondbacks sitting with 50 losses. If you think the Cubs are any good, raise your hand. And I'm not. I'm guessing nobody is raising their hand. Actually, don't pay attention to what's happened in the last two weeks. They've won series twice against the Cardinals, once against the White Sox, and the other series that they won uh, against the Nationals. So that's why the Cubs are eight out of ten. And apparently, the Cubs are now foolishly on the fence as to whether they're going to trade Bellinger and Stroman. They should trade them no matter what because those guys are going to walk at the end of the season and not return. Uh, but if you think the uh, Cubs are any good, the Diamondbacks are just two games ahead of the Cubs in the loss column at this point. All right, coming up next, we'll have a news update with Corey. That'll be followed by the conclusion of today's Sports Zone with the National Roundup. And uh, we'll get a little from the scoreboard in there. It's just been kind of a potpourri of things because I've kind of got a little long in this particular segment. So we'll do whatever we can jam into the final segment of the National Roundup. Don't forget the extra point coming up next in the next two hours, hosted by Kayla. And uh, we'll have some more Major League Baseball, I'm sure, plenty from the NFL weekend. The Welcome Back Weekend. You know, next weekend, I think, is more intriguing when they actually have pads on starting. Most teams in the NFL have pads on starting today. Uh, the training camp shows, forget how they training camp today or something like that, they call it on NFL Network. That's now on every morning uh, for the uh, foreseeable future, probably about as long as training camp lasts, right? You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLX HD. I'll turn those picks into gold. Wall-to-wall NFL coverage and the biggest stories coming to you from 3 to 5 p.m. The Rich Eisen Show here on KDUS AM 1060 and KDUS1060.com. It's time for today's National Roundup. Why are they showing Jimmy Johnson in the NFL Network? Is he okay? First thing I think of is that somebody... Is something wrong with him? Okay, we'll look into that at the top of the hour. Welcome back. Final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7. Uh, as we mentioned with Bob Nightingale earlier in the hour, of course, the uh, the Rangers traded for Max Scherzer, and the Rangers now the favorites to win the American League after that. 
they were still second to uh, really actually they were still third in the odds uh, before that trade to the uh, for the to the Astros and the Rays. I would actually be more interested now in taking the Astros to win the American League West than I would be betting on the Rangers to win either the American League or God forbid the World Series. Yeah, they did place Nathan Navaldi. Uh, who we've talked, we kind of, I don't think I quote predicted this, but we knew they were going to have to shut him down at some point because he was on pace to pitch 225 innings. They re- rested Evaldi because they just said rest. He was you know, needed to rest. They He did not pitch in that series last week at Houston, and uh, that was kind of a telltale sign that something was maybe a little more wrong than just he's pitched too many innings. So they, they placed him on the injured list over the weekend. Also, some other quick things. The uh, Braves won a second straight weekend series over Milwaukee. The Braves this time sweep them in Atlanta. The Braves in the three games scored 29 runs, had 41 hits. They've won five out of six games the last two weekends against Milwaukee. And Milwaukee no longer leads the uh, NL Central. The Reds have overtaken them after the Reds won two out of three over the weekend against the Dodgers. Also, the Angels are just you know, they were one and two since they traded for Lucas Giolito. They added C.J. Crone, who can't hit out of Colorado, but now he's going to have to hit outside of Colorado. Crone, a local product. They also added Randall Gritchick, who has seemingly have been a much better fit to say for the Yankees than he is with the Angels. But the Angels, in their you know just month you know decade long of ignorance, just don't get it. They also started eight consecutive series. I read off the other uh, on Friday who they were playing in eight straight series. They're going to be buried by the end of this eight series, and they were lucky to win any of the three games at Toronto over the weekend. But the Angels keep adding players, and they're going for it. Good for them. Okay, when we come back after the top of the hour, it'll be the extra point hosted by Kayla. We'll have. Uh, Much more on uh, Major League Baseball. I'm sure plenty on the NFL from the weekend. There's lots going on in the NFL. Um, A lot of headlines. I'm not sure lots going on, but lots of headlines. 